Welcome to the Love Anarchy Podcast in the Relationship Rebellion, where we get deep about love, relationships, and dating. I'm the podcast host, Andrea Atherton, and the founder of Mindset Love, here with you today to talk about ego versus authentic love. You know, when you question, does that person truly love me or am I truly in love with that person? We've all questioned ourselves about it. In this episode, we're going to explore the nuances about what love is in a romantic partnership and also the differences between being in an ego, fear-based love situation versus an open-hearted, accepting, authentic, spiritual connection of love. So pull up a chair, put your headphones on, turn the stereo up in the car, and join me in this episode about ego versus authentic love. What the hell is love Anyways, it's really a subjective thought because love looks different to different people and different people having different relationships. Love is unique to us as we're a unique person, but also each relationship is unique within itself too. We may have loved many people, but looking back, you can say that each love had a different quality or a different feeling, a different nuance to it. And it doesn't make one better than the other. But personally, looking back, I loved my romantic partners all so, so differently. But back to talking about ego versus authentic love or conscious love. We might begin to break it down into these two places. And again, each relationship, each venture, each time we're in a relationship, it's vastly different. But the irony here is that love cannot be present in the case of an ego-driven state of i.e. love. Because ego works from fear. And while we think the opposing force to love is hate, it is actually fear. So they can't exist in that same space. Even though often we can mistake the ego driven for that sense of love. People confuse ego love with true love because attraction and attachment to someone can be easily misunderstood as love. We are all wired to want to be desired by others. It's a primal need to be a part of a tribe. Given this, we're literally bombarded with images of relationships based on control, manipulation, codependency. But this is not the only way we experience relationships. In fact, this old pattern of relationships is slowly changing. More and more people, as they begin to waken within themselves, they are setting out to find 
more soul-based relationships rather than the shallow ego-based. And these people are changing the paradigm for all of us. But before we go into the differences of the ego and the conscious or authentic love, I want to get one thing across to you. If you've been experiencing ego love, there is no judgment because we all have. It's kind of a rite of passage. We have been programmed and trained to believe in the egoic fear-based connection called love. Through our upbringing, movies, social media, superficial ego-based love is what we know and what we're taught. It takes discernment and awareness of the self and often painful relationships before we develop that ability or insight. It's part of our evolution. And when we play out all our ego-driven choices with someone else, we can finally take ownership of them. First, we're going to talk a little bit more about ego love or fear-based love. This is when we think we've fallen in love with someone and have those euphoric feelings, you know, chemistry, infatuation. So this infatuation or attraction phase is something we need to spark love, but it isn't actual love. It's kind of like the chemical component to be able to have mature or conscious love begin. When we're in this chemical phase, we think about this person constantly, craving connection with them both physically and emotionally. We want to know more about them, where they come from, their feelings, wants, needs. We want to know about their past, be in their present moment, and begin to dream about a future together. Guess what? In ego love, we expect them to do exactly the same thing. In ego, we demand reciprocity. We desire them as we expect to be desired. As we give them time, attention, and affection, we expect the same in return. We view this as kind of like a love bank account, as healthy and necessary. I will contribute and give to you so long as I get. While balanced and healthy is necessary in relationship, what really separates authentic love and ego love is this test. Ask yourself if your partner were to leave you tomorrow, what would your feelings be toward them? Would your feelings change? Would you no longer feel love toward your partner out of resentment or anger? Would love just go away or shut down? We often feel hurt and anger when we're rejected, especially if we have attachment issues. This is normal. But the question here goes beyond natural feelings associated with rejection or even abandonment. This question of whether you truly love a person or if you only love for what they give you. 
Ego love is not selfless because we inherently attach some control or possession to it. So if you think about it, egoic, fearful-based love is based on conditions and expectation. Ego love says, I love you to the point you are able to show me love in return. My love will end if you decide you do not love or want to be with me. And egoic love has strengths. I love you. You're perfect, but now you have to change X, Y, and Z. I want you to be happy so long as your happiness is attached to me. Ego love is not truly selfless because we inherently attach some condition of control or possession to it, ultimately about me. When you love with your ego and in a fear-based way, you can be easily convinced that you love the other person. And on some level, you do. But it is a different essence. It's not that free sharing and expansive love that has no claims or fear-based battles. We need to release all the littleness we've placed on love. And because the pain we've experienced in the past, we put so many roadblocks to love, which don't belong there at all. Thus, we have to learn to open and expand our hearts again. And not just in the romantic relationships, but learn to love itself this way. So there's almost a point where it it continues on in the ego-based sense, where as the relationship progresses, you slowly, slowly begin to control them more. And you're worried if you gave them freedom that they'd be gone. The ego love is based on fears and the lack of self-love. People may poo-poo this and say either they love themselves or that romantic love has nothing to do with how you feel about yourself. Or you're seeking that validation from somewhere else. When we don't feel whole, it's guaranteed that you will experience ego love. It's an illusion of love that wants to restrict or own somebody. And that may be true for your partner. And thus, your experience is endless battles, power struggles, and arguments where you each play out your own hidden beliefs about yourself. True love doesn't hurt. Pain and hurt is almost always a sign of ego love. Because when you believe that the other person is the source of your unhappiness, you're definitely not in a soul-based conscious relationship. Now moving on to authentic love, soul-based love, conscious love. Love is authentic when it does not seek to control or possess. 
Authentic love is based on selfless admiration and fondness for the other person. We truly value and wish them happiness, even if their happiness does not include us in their lives. Authentic love says, I love you even if you do not want to be with me. I will not act out in malice and will not wish you harm if you decide you do not want to be in my life. Authentic love does not leave room for bitterness. Authentic love is, in a word, freedom. And again, this doesn't mean you could wish it different or that you're sad. It just doesn't lead to anger and bitterness that you really wish that person well and to be happy no matter what that entails. This kind of love feels different than ego love. And I think you can only fully grasp its magnitude when you actually experience it. You're ready for soul-based relationship once you've done that inner work and know yourself and feel whole, which is often that place of self-love that everybody talks about. It doesn't mean that you are not human and perfect 24-7. It's about recognizing your shadow side and working on it consciously rather than expecting that someone else will fix it for you. You turn from a little insecure person into a grown-up person who knows all the aspects and takes full responsibility. This takes transmuting insecure self into a grown-up person who is aware of all their aspects, light and dark, and takes full responsibility for their own feelings, actions, and behaviors. This is known as emotional and mental maturity. When we talk about our deepest shadow parts, we try to push them down so they disappear by themselves without you actually actively participating. And your partner's responsibility is not to save you or fix you. You will know once you're experiencing true love when there's a great deal of respect for each other, values, opinions, decisions. And then a foundation of trust in a true love relationship allows for vulnerability between both partners. With vulnerability comes an opportunity to unveil all parts of yourself, good and bad, ugly and beautiful, but authentic. And then authentic love also fosters growth between partners as they challenge one another to reach their goals. When you love someone with your soul, with your authentic heart, you can support them in their dreams, even if they're not in alignment with yours. You trust them because trust was developed and it becomes a priority. You give them freedom to be and do what they want. You can be totally authentic with this person and bear all. And they can be the same with you. You always wish them the best. Even if that would mean they leave. There is an equality between the two of you. 
you both take care of your own messy emotions. And they can help you if they want, but there's no expectation that they fix it. And most importantly, you feel expanded with them as opposite to feel like you need to hide it and shrink, as in the fear-based relationship. So now you can see the distinct differences. And if you're not there, it's okay. We all have to start somewhere. But when you get sick, a feeling like there's something missing, or you're always feeling like love equals fear and pain, then you might be willing to do the work on yourself and your self-love in order to step in that authentic, conscious relationship. We all want to express authentic love and not ego love to our partners. We want it on so many levels. However, it's not so easily done. When we feel hurt and rejected, it is easy to become angry and resentful. We do this out of self-protection, as it means rationalizing and coping with the pain we feel. Showing authentic love takes practice, patience, and self-awareness. If you want to move away from the ego, try exploring what makes you believe you love your partner. Find ways to grow your fondness and admiration for the person they are and not what you gain from them. In whichever relationship you're playing out, always remember that you get what you need the most in that given moment. So embrace the ego-based love fully and learn from your current lessons because our relationships are always a mirror to teach us something. It doesn't mean you have to stay in a dysfunctional relationship. Sometimes part of the teaching is when you leave. The good news is you're listening to this podcast right now. You're gathering more information because perhaps you're seeking a deeper, more fulfilling connection and are done with the constant hurt and pain that you or the people you're choosing are creating in these situations. Some steps for some insight into how you can get back to your true self. Take a look in the mirror. Be really honest with yourself. Self-awareness is the first step to managing the ego. Keep tabs on your behavior so you can keep alert to which parts of yourself are coming forward the most. You first must understand there is an issue in order to fix it. And diving deep is painful and hard and you have to put yourself on the line for extreme honesty. This is the best place to begin. Self-assessment is tricky. You can try journaling about past experiences or conflicts to see what patterns come up over and over. Take a moment and be humble and accept that you may be wrong. The ego loves to be in control and always right. The ego is questioned. It will react defensively, trying its best to protect itself. 
being open to the idea that you may be wrong will put a pause into the defensive reactions. Developing securely in ourselves allows us to receive feedback and give ourselves feedback without shutting down. If you're still working on that security, remind yourself of all your assets and strengths. And know these areas you're working on are only small parts of who you truly are as a whole. It can be helpful to try seeing a different perspective and different sides of an argument before rushing in to make a judgment or do something that starts shutting down the relationship or brings more fear and anger into it. Focus on what you are giving as well as what you're getting out of the relationship. Is there some equity within the relationship in terms of what you are giving and what you are receiving? This could be in the way of uninterrupted time you give to one another, times of supporting one another, or specific acts of service to help each other out. Be fair to yourself and recognize if there's an imbalance in the amount of effort going into maintaining the relationship. So as I wrap up this episode, leaving just a few more to th- things to think of, while these parts of ourselves are defending and very heightened any old woundings we have or shadow parts we haven't let emerge and bring them into the light. And just being curious and looking and taking your part is a loving act for both yourself and your partner. If you find that you have some wounds that keep getting in the way of maintaining a soul-based or authentic conscious relationship, there are also coaches out there like myself or therapists who specialize in this kind of relationship realignment. And there is the archetypal shadow work that you can do, like I do feeding your demons, internal family systems work. It's amazing. And you can take steps yourself and start a shadow journal and be able to look at some of the patterns caused by these old wounds that don't allow for you to open your heart and be vulnerable and authentic in relationships. Now is the time to end this podcast. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening in to the Love Anarchy podcast and the Relationship Rebellion, where we get deep about love, relationships, and dating. I'm your host and founder of Mindset Love, Andrea Atherton, and I'd like for you to subscribe, ring the bell, and leave feedback. It helps support the podcast so much. I noticed that people don't do this so much, but I'm really hoping that you will if you're enjoying the cast so far. Don't forget to tell your friends about the podcast so they can listen too. Spread the love. And if you want to become a part of the Love Anarchy community, you can find us Love Anarchy Podcast on Facebook. And I'm going to leave you with my favorite short but sweet quote. Love is the only true power.